Breakdown. I'm your host, Devin Robinson, coming straight off the island that Emo built. We got Mikey CLT, the Queen City, live from the hive. Mikey, how are you, kid? Good, brother. Uh, glad to see you made it out of Jersey alive. Uh, it looked like there was a lot of blue and orange there last night, so that was good yeah. to see. Yeah, yeah. I, I did what's called playing possum. I put, <laughs> play a, played, played a mean possum. So I had, so Jersey stinks on ice. I'm I'm waging the I'm the, I'm we're at war. I'm not gonna sit here idly. And this again, not an Islander podcast. So I want it. This is every hockey fan should be at war with New Jersey, not just the Islander fans. The Islander fans are the flagship like battalion that I'm throwing at them. But everybody else, feel free to hop on right right behind us. So. We get there and they do this thing where they like show like stuff from that's like emblematic of the other team's, you know, area. Like so like like New York pizza and they'd be like, boo, and then New Jersey pizza. They'd be like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like whatever. Oh, that's so lame. Yeah. Well, they put sign guy on there. What? Yeah. Yeah. And they booed sign guy. And I'll stand for a lot of things. Things are silly. I'll laugh. I'm understanding. I will not stand for Sign Guy Pat to be booed incessantly by a bunch of trash, garbage human beings with shit for brains. Just trashing my boy. And like I said, if Sign Guy asks me to jump, I say, I can't jump very well, but I'll try for you, Sign Guy. So that's it. We're going to war on behalf of Sign Guy. I'm all for it. The last yeah. time we were at the game in Barclays, uh, we had to invite Sign Guy to hang out with us. That was pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah. Sign Guy's the man. Um, in other news outside of Sign Guy, uh, there's nobody there because, again, Jersey's trash, trash hockey team, just terrible. It's not good. And there was so many open seats. There was so much blue and orange. It was awesome. And fate sits me next to the biggest assholes in the entire stadium. So we were we were wearing it. I've been to hockey games before. I'm very good at judging situations. Even when I'm chirping, I try to keep it funny. Try not to curse. Try to laugh with people. Try to talk a little hockey in between chirps. Just so that way they know, like, listen, man, I'm not here to start a fight. I'm just here to hang out and, and talk a little shit and hopefully walk away with two points. But these guys are getting personal, man. It was bad. Yeah, it was that, bad, and nothing is better when it's a walk off win like that because then you get to turn around. And I was the whole time I was just I had my phone out and I was just writing down insults. And I was like, all right, like once it hit overtime, I knew like if we scored, I knew exactly what I was gonna say to these guys, like in the order in which I'm saying it to. I'm going to lace together the biggest diss track since Eminem Benzino. Like, I am going to hit them like Eminem hit Nick Cannon. Like, it's going to be it's gonna be a good one. And boy, was it better than expected. Yeah, you know, Mr. Clutch Josh Bailey. And I, I saw some Isles Twitter going to bash Josh Bailey. Like, at this point in his career, 
how can you possibly jo- like bash Josh Bailey? How could you? I, I don't get it. He took a team-friendly deal. He's he's quite possibly going to be the longest tenured Islander, and you know his number should be up in the rafters when he retires. Uh, uh, okay, okay, all right, Papa. Just you were on a roll, and then then you maybe it got away from you, pal. How is he not? If he plays the most games in blue and orange, how do you not do that? And, you know, his numbers are going to be right Bro, up like, there. You can't you can't you can't put them up there like he should be in the Hall of Fame. His number should not be up there. No way. Absolutely so then, not. like in our generation, flatly flatly is in the Hall of Fame. Flatly was a was a great player for us. He's not his number is not retired, bro. Our and I've seen it, and the Mets do it, and I respect it. You can't once once you set the standard for what it takes to be up in the rafters, you stick to that standard. Those guys won four Stanley so then, Cups. So then we're never gonna have another number retired, and you're cool okay. with that. I'm not. I'm not saying that we like we're never gonna have another number retired. I I understand that the climate of professional sports right now is very different. And it's very, it's very difficult to it probably will never be done again, you know. Hope you know, but you you need to be on a championship team to be up there for All for right. me. And for and me. I think I I think he will be. Knock on wood. I think in our lifetime, Devin, it, it's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm not gonna t- I'm not taking anything away from Josh. Like I I he's a lifetime Islander. I it feel every punch that he takes from this fan base because it's 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 borderline ridiculous. And I think he's earned, you know, he's earned the right to to have the really super duper highs and 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 also go through the lows and water finds its level. And he's right. He's been a middle of the road player for his entire life. And I don't I don't look at numbers. I don't really care what the numbers have to say, mostly because I don't understand them. But more importantly, <laughs> you know, you just like it's just eye test for me with a lot of these guys. And 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 Bailey is. He's a hard worker. He cares about the team. He loves the area. He's he's his life. He's cemented down here, and he's just one of those guys where it's like when 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 he gets that opportunity, and and he comes out the hero. You're just like yes, good. Like thank God, you know. And 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 I was so happy to see that. Yeah, I agree. I I'm a I'm a big Josh Bailey supporter, and I I I'm not gonna lie. You know when he first. Got to the team, I think our expectations of who Josh Bailey is as a player was just totally misled by management, like what we were going to be getting from him. And now it's clear that like what we've seen the past couple of years is the player that should have been sold to us. And if that was sold to us from the beginning, I think a lot of people would have different views of him as a player. And, you know, he'd be a fan favorite. He was, you know, now he's probably a little bit of a fan favorite. But when else could you have said that in his career? Um, I just. He's a fan favorite, but I, I think it's a lot of it is is through his continuity with the team and being here for so long and taking the team friendly deal and stuff like that. Uh, you know, his his play isn't always electrifying. Uh, I don't know, man. He makes some silky passes that. Oh, some... bro, he can move the puck around. Please oh, yeah. do not get me dude. wrong. I don't want to take anything away from Josh. I love Josh. Um, you know, again, it's more of, for me. It's just more of an emotional thing. Like I'm not like if his line is out there, I'm I'm always tending to 
expect a killer from somebody else on his line and he'll set it up and I'll be hyped for him. But just, I, I just think that sometimes he just can't always execute, can't always execute in that moment that we need him most. Um, but he did the other day and, and that's great too. And, um, you know, I didn't get a chance to get out to Boston. I still haven't gotten a chance to get out to Boston. I, I'm, uh, I'm wondering when I finally do how that one's gonna go. There's no way they can treat away t- away fans uh, particularly well. I mean, I've already been to Philly, and that's got to be a pretty good litmus test. But uh, they dropped one in Boston, and and Boston seems to be um, our nemesis in the East. I mean that that's what I look like. That's what I'm feeling right now. You know. Yeah, they they played the Islanders well. That was. Uh... I wasn't really expecting that. I knew they would be high on like having the Super Bowl parade that night and you know all the fans would be a little soft up and a little rowdy and then having the the Pats come out there and drop the puck. I knew they were going to be a little amped, but I wasn't really expecting them to come out the way they played. They played, you know, some some top-notch hockey and that could be uh, a dangerous competition in the next round if that if that comes to it. Tough, tough matchup. Um, I mean, it's the Spider-Man pointing at himself meme. We play pretty much the same game. It's always going to be tight. Um, and it's just so annoying because that line is so good that they have. Pasternak and Marshawn. And, I mean, literally, I, what was the stat the other day? Like, they had, they had like 39 points in the last 16 games. Was that line alone or something like that? Well, I, I'd also have to at, take that with a grain of salt. Like, you don't want just one line to go, and, and, you know, if that line gets cold, then where else is the team getting production from? So I, I, I'm kind of more for the the balanced attack and having it kind of spread out. And I think, I think that's think, where Washington is hurting this year, too. I think that for a very long time they had those backup lines were, were like doing well for them, playing hard for them and scoring for them outside of the OV line and stuff like that. And now they, they've kind of lost that. Yeah. And, and hopefully, uh, you know, I know our, our, our guy, Brian brought up, uh, a sleeper pick of who can really help this team moving forward. I hope, I hope that our boy Cal bounces back and he doesn't miss too much time and he, uh, can get right back in the lineup. Yeah, definitely with this type of season right now, like you don't want to miss a minute. I think Hickey is Hickey and and Ladder are, are definitely sitting there like shit, man. Like I got to be a part of this right now. I can't be out. So knowing Clutter is 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 wearing the A, and I think like reports were is that like he was okay, like he was fine. It was just whatever a bruise or whatever. Like we'll see, we'll definitely see. But um, you know, not an Islander podcast. Do you like what's going on in the West? <laughs> You're always dropping that on me. This is an Islander podcast with some music twisted into it, and we'll talk some other hockey when we have guests on who are fans of that team. But if if I'm going to sit here and say that I follow the the West religiously, I'm just going to be lying to all of you. Because, <laughs> dude, I'm a I'm a fourth grade teacher for all the listeners. I am no joke in bed by eight thirty hoping to be falling asleep by nine and yeah you know how what am I possibly i'm not gonna stand up and watching a west coast game i'm not gonna sit here 
and stand for the bullshit that we have to deal with with West Coast hockey. If you want to be legitimate, if you actually want to play real hockey, then change your fucking time zone. Change your time zone. That's ridiculous. I'm not waiting to the wee hours of the morning to watch you fucking play hockey in your warm-ass state. Change your time zone. Or get the fuck it's out of the bed if it's a Friday or Saturday night game. Like, I don't mind staying up to watch them when I don't have work the next day. But during the week, there's no chance I'm watching I'm watching a West Coast game. Yeah, I'll, I mean, watch, I'll, be, I'll watch the, the replay with breakfast in the morning on, you know, on fast forward. But I'm not. Yeah, I, I, I get all I get all. I get all my hockey knowledge from podcasts and and just like internet searches. I don't watch a lot of teams outside of um, the Islanders. Truth be told, I don't. I don't. You know, I I just pick everything up through highlights and stories and stuff. But um, there's like no no better feeling, and you're sober now, so I mean, like you're just not gonna get this. But there is no better feeling than being like rocked at like ten thirty, eleven o'clock. And looking up and, and at the bar and just seeing that they have on just some random ass, like, like Vegas, L.A. game, like, and you, I just, I just get so into it where I'm like, sure. you're like, yeah, like this, yeah, like they just look so much faster, like this brand of hockey is just so much different. <laughs> it's not, I'm just drunk, like, it's not that big a deal, but, um. Yeah, so uh, moving right, you know, right out of our like expert knowledge and 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 take dropping of of the landscape of National Hockey League, we're gonna move into our interview with our boy Nick Newsom from Gatsby's American Dream, which is uh, really Mikey's American Dream, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, man, they are my all-time favorite band. Um, I can't even tell you how many times I've seen them. Every single time they came to New York, my whole group of friends would go and, and catch their shows. Um, over the years, we've, you know, kind of became close with the guys in the band. And I have, I'm sporting a half sleeve that you didn't even know about. That's, you know, a, a Gatsby inspired tattoo. Um, not just the band, but also the book. Uh, being a Long Island guy, th- that was like one of the first books I read in high school that I really could relate to. And, was kind of a, a little life changing for me, and having that connection to a band that almost has the, a similar name uh, always stood out to me. And it was just really special to be able to talk with Nick. He uh, recently became a father, and they just got nailed with a crazy snowstorm. And he was actually just like sitting out on his uh, balcony watching cars just sliding down hills on black ice which was <laughs> you'll hear kind of in boys the background yeah. And, yeah yeah and every yeah. once in a while i'm like i hope that car did not just crash into a pole yeah, it certainly did yeah so every time you hear that's just a car just locked up and just sliding down a hill it's wild yep. wild wild background that we did not set up that was all his doing but all right uh let's get to it i see the world in a swirl of hues all right, boys, welcome back. We're in the box with our boy, lead singer of Gatsby's American Dream, Nick Newsham. Nick, what's Yo. up, bro? How are you? 
What's up? I'm good. Uh, I'm here from Kirkland, Washington, uh, where there's snow everywhere. Where are you guys right now? I'm uh I'm on Long Island. Um, and hey. uh, yeah, I'm in I'm in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. All right, I guess we got the corners all covered. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know you're a big basketball fan, so the the NBA NBA All Star games here next weekend. Oh yes, I didn't realize that it was there. Are you gonna go? No, so there's like not even tickets for the general public. It's kind of left for like celebrities and the who's who. Yeah, it's like an industry Christmas party type shit. Uh, yeah, that's but the city's there. like it's like a smaller city, Charlotte. So it's gonna be just out of control. I'm I'm gonna try to stay as far away from there as possible. Yeah, don't get shot. Well, yeah, we've had <laughs> <laughs> we've had some issues before with events like that. So. I'll the All Star Game in general, I mean, it's usually pretty tough. Yeah. Say, it, say, don't get shot. I'm just. Yeah. <laughs> that is shot. like that fucking ha- that shit happens at fucking All Star Games, All Star Weekends. I mean, that used to be a thing. It was like there's always shootings on All Star Weekends. That's wild. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, big, big games are gonna be here, and you know, Charlotte's gonna go from being kind of. You know, the 10th or 11th city in, the, in America to be in, like, you know, the hotbed for all the celebrities out of nowhere. So we're not us- usually used to that. Yeah, and well, you I guys watch. got in trouble last year because, or what was it, two years ago? Because you guys passed that bathroom oh, yeah. law. And that's why they pulled, that's why they you, they had the, the All-Star game and then they pulled it, didn't they? That's correct. That's right. This is, so this is reparations. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> oh, man, I watched that Southern Charm show. You guys watch that? I do not. Oh, it's no, all no, it's no, down no. in it's down in South Carolina. And uh, anyways, good trash reality show. If you ever want to see that shit. Yeah, I'm only like 20 minutes from South Carolina. Mm-hmm. So we're, we are close to that. But Charlotte's one of those like transplant cities where you don't really find people that are actually from Charlotte here. You're only 20 minutes from South Carolina. Yeah, man. My my school is almost on the bo- like where I teach is almost on the border. That's insane. I had no idea. So you drive up you drive up for for uh hurricane no. games? Islander hurricane games? Uh it's more east. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I, I understand. Like a little northeast, yeah. Yeah, no, no, I get it. All right, cool. All right, so Nick. Yo. I have to thank you. What I do? When I was in tenth grade, I had to write a paper or do a project on um, a book we wrote in, in school called *Lord of the Flies*. Mm-hmm. And I used uh, your guys' song as the background to my PowerPoint presentation. All right. Okay. Set, Did you get a good grade? Absolutely. Nice. Passed, probably. <clears throat> I don't know, but. Um, it's pretty funny to think that now I'm speaking to you years later, like, and I was just like the bell of the ball that day because <laughs> of your song. And now I can finally thank you in person, which is dope. That so, is dope. so, um, so just talk us through, man. Like what, um, what's the feel? What was, the, what was the feel of Gatsby's American dream? Like what, uh, what were you guys, what were your big influences and, and, and what were you guys trying to accomplish there with them? Uh, well, 
influences a lot of it was just kind of being in seattle being around a very thriving music scene you had bands like the blood brothers and pretty girls make graves and minus the bear and botch and all these all these really unique acts uh that were coming from seattle so it was kind of like you had to put up or shut up if you want to get on stage you had to do something interesting and uh i think that in our bubble here we kind of didn't think that we were that crazy uh like avant-garde anything like that but when we got to a national stage um we were we uh we found out that we were like a lot different than a lot of people uh in the country playing kind of the same genre that we were uh something that comes to mind is like we went and opened for goldfinger at the house of blues in in uh in california and people were calling us bags on stage everybody was wearing like famous stars and straps was like the look everyone was dressing like <laughs> travis barker yeah yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and they they started heckling us and uh and just hey fuck you faggots like constantly during the whole fucking performance um so that was pretty uncomfortable and then after the show i'm selling merch and these girls come up and they're like we just want to let you know that we really stand uh with you guys you know because we're gay too and i'm like that's the funny thing is like we're not actually gay <laughs> and, and uh and they looked really confused and then they just lay they walked away and so like nobody liked us at all in that whole building it's <laughs> insane but it's so crazy because that like your live performance is what made me a lifelong gatsby's american dream fan like the first time i saw you joey was still in the band and like it was you guys acceptance and the snake that crossed the crown. Wow, what a good yeah. tour! That was an amazing tour. And like you guys came from Seattle to Long Island, you know, Long Island, New York, to play. Yes, and I just remember you like popping, locking, and like doing your whole thing <laughs> on stage. And I was like, I've never seen anything like that. And it was just such a killer live show. God, we, you know, our first tours were with uh, Fear Before the Mark of Flames. Oh, so my that, God. And Dave, what a name that out. band. He fucking went nuts on stage, like, every night. And so we'd have to, I'd have to perform after him or before him or whatever. And it was just, it was a tough act to follow. So, I don't know. I just had to do the most I could do and still be able to sing. So, if that no, was I... popping and locking or whatever, I don't know what you'd call it. Just <laughs> That's so funny. You bring that them fear before the March flames. Like I remember when I started listening to the music that obviously I listen to now, like my, my, my family's pretty straight laced. Like, uh, so like they would, they would hear what I was listening to. And they were like, you could see like a couple of shrugs or like, so I'm like, ah, oh, what is this kid doing? Right. But then like once, once I started getting like what, I think the first time I ever played fear before the March of flames, my mom opened the door and was like, stop it. Like, what are you doing? And so, like, yeah, this is this is pissing some people off. This is awesome. I'm gonna continue to do this. That's awesome. That was a yeah. what a what a name drop just there. Yeah, man, those guys are awesome. Uh, I still follow everybody on like social media, so it's really cool to to kind of see what everyone's up to. Yeah, yeah. So just piggybacking <laughs> off of following and seeing what everybody else is up to, like, what what are you up to lately, man? Like, what you got? I know uh, you have the money pit. And uh, a ton yeah. of other projects that you've been involved in. Like, what do you got going on and, and artistically looking at? 
Well, man, so, you know, I work as an electrical contractor. I'm an electrician and journeyman, and I, I, uh, I run my own business, and I um, I just keep busy with that, and then just had the baby, so I really haven't been able to make much music since since the Money Pit record. Um, but, yeah, there's a really cool band called Strawberry Girls, <laughs> and they're kind of an instrumental band, but... Uh, you you got to check them out. They're kind of the guitarist that was in Dance Gavin Dance. Okay. And um, and anyways, I sang on there. I sang on the first record. I sang on the second record. And then uh, I'm working on the song right now for their next record. And so that'll probably be the next thing I sing on. But man, it is hard to sing with a napping baby around. <laughs> uh, I mean, that shit's real. I mean, that's the that's the rub right there. <laughs> you got like. Wait, wait till you're in the shower and stuff like that. Yeah, man. Then just pop that Pro Tools file up and just record it there. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> That's great, man. So, so, what was your favorite thing to do guest vocals on? Because you've uh, done guest vocals on a bunch of stuff. Man, every experience has been pretty unique. You know, like uh, singing on the early, like the first Portugal the Man record, like that was fun because they're just the homies and they're recording with. <laughs> Casey Bates, who is my brother-in-law, uh, and um, anyways, excuse me. Yeah, so that was really cool being on the Portugal record because that band's fucking ginormous now. That was in and, my show notes. I I wanted to ask you about that because also Kyle's in Portugal, the man, right? Our keyboard player, yeah. He ended up joining up with those guys, and uh, and it's a great fit. Uh, I ran into Kyle not too long ago, and it was awesome to see him, and just so exciting all the success they've had. Um, and my brother-in-law is still is still working with them, and so I'm always like Portugal adjacent. They're uh, always hearing about what's going on, and and yeah, it's cool. It's all love, man. It's awesome. Yeah, and they're from like Alaska, right? Yeah, they're Alaska, but then they moved down to Portland, and so early on we would play uh, shows with them. They'd come up to Seattle, we'd go down to Portland, whatever, and uh, and they were a band called, they used to be called Anatomy of a Ghost, this kind of like screamo band that they were before Portugal, the man. Uh, and talk about crazy on stage, that band used to be the craziest band on stage of any band ever. Like, Martin Dude, when I the, saw them, they were wearing animal masks. Yeah. Correct. Remember when they used to do that, Portugal, the man? <laughs> mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, that was uh, pretty interesting. Yeah, wild choice of band name. Yeah, is that appropriation? (laughs) To the Portuguese? I don't think any of them are Portuguese. No, from the sounds of it, they're Eskimos. Exactly, Eskimoan. If it, I believe it's so. So I've been led to be to be told. I don't think they're indigenous, though. I mean, I think they're just white dudes. So not Portuguese, not Eskimo. No, white dudes appropriating the culture. <laughs> this is problem, bro. This is wild controversy, Michael. This is cancel Portugal the man. Cancel culture <laughs> is alive. It is happening on this podcast. This is nonsense. If you pull the thread, the whole thing eventually comes undone. That's right. Yeah. So I'm sure this right now. Just oh, this is wild. This is huge. <laughs> this is huge. All right. So, um, for those of you who are listening, you know that this is a hockey podcast. Not an Islander podcast, hockey podcast, and a music podcast. Uh, so we have Nick here. Um, Nick is obviously from 
Washington, for those of you who are bad with geography, Seattle would be your main uh, city in Washington. And look at that. It all comes together, doesn't it, Michael? Seattle. Seattle's getting an expansion hockey team. Um, so, Nick, are you into hockey at all? Eh, eh. No. I know. I, and I'm like, man, this is, a, this is a hockey podcast. But I know that Seattle's getting a team. And that means that maybe we could possibly get an NBA team. So every NBA fan in Seattle is like, cool, hockey. Yeah, let's let's go. And, you know, curious. People are buying up tickets. And there's a lot of uh, hockey fans here, obviously. Okay. I had the feeling that it had something to do with that. Because I, I don't know. Why did the Supersonics leave? Uh, there's an evil man named Howard Schultz. Okay. He's current, he started Starbucks. He's currently trying to run for Democratic uh, for president. Correct, yes. You've seen him on the news, yeah. I uh, so I hate coffee too. Anyways, but that dude sold our team to Clay Bennett, who moved them to Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Um, right. And, and anyways, that's where we could have ended up too. Which is they were the trying to get our team there too. No, we hey, were. Man, we're trying City. to get your team too. We're trying yeah. to get. We were trying to get that too. Anyways. Um, yeah. Yeah, sorry, but you're not the biggest hockey fan, but I'm down to learn and down to watch. Yeah, it's definitely dope, man. I mean, um, yeah, I'm not going to sit here and and have to stand hockey. I run a hockey podcast. Like, I'm not going to stick up for it. But what uh, the, the NHL has done, like, uh, like an actually pretty stand-up job when it comes to um, expansion, you know, for the most part. Um Expansion they've done well, relocation not so well. Um, but obviously the the West Coast is a glimmering example of NHL expansion with the '90s era teams, uh, Anaheim, um, San Jose. San Jose. Um, and and now that, they just that that, uh, that team just won the freaking Stanley Cup. The the Vegas team, the new team. Did they, they were win close. It? Yeah, no, they they, they were in the finals. They were in the Stanley Cup finals. That's where I was so that, going. So, and that kind of makes me think like. Okay, we get an expansion team. We could possibly go to the finals. Like it's just like that in the NHL. But that'd be amazing. Yeah, I think a lot of people are kind of worried more for the expansion draft because people don't want to be losing people on their own team. But more importantly, let's get to the juicy stuff because that's what everyone wants to hear with Seattle. What do you want the team to be named besides the Seattle Gatsby's? <laughs> oh, what were the uh, what what you know? There's like a list of options, right? Yeah, I, I, I know which one you want. I don't, I don't even know why I asked you. Oh no, go it's, ahead. Let's hear. It, it's Kraken, right? You definitely want Seattle Kraken. Feels a little trendy to me. Really, I yeah. would have, I would have pegged you for a Kraken guy. I kind of want some like maybe like the sockeyes, like some salmon shit. Oh, you're into the sockeye name. Yeah, I'm into that. Oh, um, very emblematic of our region. Are those are those the are those the uh, the fish that they throw across the mar- market at each other? Yeah, yeah. That is my favorite part. Oh, I was just gonna say, is the rest of the country is as sick of that as we are because it's on every NFL broadcast. Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. Oh God, it's like we get it. They throw the fish. It's not that cool. It's big time for me. Mm. I get excited for the fish throw. Man, I got a hockey thing. I went to uh, so I was in Vancouver for the Olympics. Uh, and when Canada won the gold medal, we did not go to the game, but we did uh, party in the streets with everybody in downtown Vancouver after that victory. It was 
that was probably one of the most exciting times of my entire life. It was it was really cool. Yeah, dude. Uh, hockey people know how to party. It was fucking nuts. So they're so. So they're playing in what? Are, what's the name of that arena? The Key Arena. It was the Key Arena. I don't know what they're gonna call it now. Uh, I'm not the guy for information because, like, yeah, I just went in. I saw a Kanye West in Key Arena, and then I just saw. What did I see there? I think that was the last show I saw there. It was really good. Uh, it's just gonna be a. They're gonna totally remodel the inside and the outside, but keep the footprint the same, and it's gonna fuck traffic up. The transportation around the stadium is a shit show. That is so. Uh, <laughs> I I'm think that's la- everyone. Yeah, so I'm just, I'm just Nick. I'm just laughing. So obviously, I, I still live on Long Island. Uh, Mikey lives down in Charlotte, Carolina, like we spoke about, and uh, they are having issues with the arena being built uh, for our team. And if you, if you think you're having problems, imagine like adding the New York Metro area. It's just bro, a headache. Bro. Have you ever heard of Amazon? Oh, yeah. Our city got fucking, in, like, just injected with Amazon. And it, it's like, there, there is no, it's, traffic is a fucking nightmare. Like, I cannot imagine the night of a hockey game. Oh, yeah. But, it, and, like, and the arena is right in downtown Seattle? It's right there. Yes, it is right downtown. That's insane. There's no parking. There's nothing. They're going to try to rely uh, I think almost exclusively on like light rail or uh, whatever system they have that's going to be inefficient. It's going to be a shit show. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> laughing because like everybody, because in Long Island, like we're trying to get the new, we're trying to get this new one built, and everybody's bitching and they're like, they're like, this is like, you know, we have to deal with this, and this is ridiculous, and we're the only ones in the country with this, with these problems. We can't get anything done, and like here you are on the other side of the country, and like. One of the most more laid back, like liberal areas of the country, and like are complaining about the exact same thing, and it's totally warranted. Both sides are warranted. I'm just laughing because people from New York just think we're the only ones with these problems, and like we're not. Like it's just very well, difficult to build these things. New York, uh, I don't know. New York's got a bit of an ego about itself. It usually thinks it's the only thing in the world. I don't know. I no, love it's New true. York and all that shit. I mean. Uh, the only other place like that is Texas. Like, everything's bigger in Texas. Oh, yeah. They're their own country, which is yeah, great. New York yeah. and Texas, that's the thing you guys got in common. Absolutely. And it's funny because we're, like, two different countries of, of from each other. Like, two completely Absolutely. opposite people. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, Mikey, what, what do you, like, you want to see the team called? I saw the Seattle Grunge. I thought that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, when you say it, I hear Grundle. It's a little weird, yeah. I I think just, you know, tying in the Seattle music scene somehow would be kind of cool. You know, not many. flannels to all the games. (laughs) (laughs) Usually they do anyway. Yeah, no shit. (laughs) Thunderbirds wouldn't be bad. I don't know. Thunderbirds. You have Totems. Totems is cool, too. Totems was my junior high select basketball team name and all our totem shit was like the dopest jerseys oh black yeah. red and white and everything was totems totem poles everywhere sick oh yeah do you have a um do you have a uh supersonics jersey no i have a sonics hat uh, oh this is the last time i was at key arena where the new hockey team is gonna play uh 
Golden State came up here and played the Kings for an exhibition game before the season started. And so it, it was super dope. We got to see uh, Clay Thompson went absolutely nuts. Had like 26 points in the first quarter. So I got to see him catch fire. And uh, Kevin Durant, like a big, it was like a big homecoming, you know, because he was drafted by the Sonics. And so he came out on, on the court in, in a Sonics jersey, in a Sean Kemp jersey. That shit was so epic for Seattle, dude. Everybody was dressed in Sonics gear. The key arena was full of Sonics fans, and it felt like it was really weird. It felt really weird. Was attendance ever a problem for, like, Super Sonics games, or the, the owner just wanted to relocate because he wanted to? Um, They were, like, tanking. It was, like, at the end of, like, Ray Allen left the Sonics, and, uh, and it was, like, we just drafted Kevin Durant. We had the number one pick. And so attendance was down, as it usually is, when a team is just, you know tanking yeah. for the number one pick but like then we had kevin durant then we had russell westbrook and then that team moves to oklahoma they get james harden i mean it is the saddest fucking what could have been situation i've ever heard in sports history yeah yeah, yeah. well you've never been a new york sports fan but moving on <laughs> <laughs> so so that's awesome man so yeah we're i mean i'm super excited and uh mikey and i run um Islander um, meetup groups and stuff where we go to away games. So I'm just so excited to see this team in Seattle because that's going to be an awesome group um, to, to go out there for that first game when we play you guys and, and just get to be in a, in a new place. I still haven't been to Vegas yet, but like even the Vegas situation is awesome. And the NHL did such a good job there. I, I can't see them not doing well in Seattle. I mean, it's just like it's such a – ripe little town to you know for like a you know and like a different type of sport you know what i mean you're not not so much into the mariners or i mean you guys kind of you guys are you're like one of the biggest soccer places right i mean you guys are huge in the soccer yeah all the uh that's like all the tech people like uh people who have moved into the city um and you know people who lived here before uh of course but they love soccer there's a huge soccer culture here the high school i went to was a soccer high school. That's all anybody cared about. Uh, so yeah, that was just like primed to be successful. Yeah. So you guys seem to like adopt the, uh, the, I don't want to say tertiary. I don't know. You adopt maybe the, the different type of sports real well. And yeah, I feel like hockey kind of falls into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. yeah. I think well, everyone's going to be, I think everyone's going to be, minor sorry. Level. Sorry, dude. I do this all the time. No, no. We're uh, just having a conversation. It's all we, uh, No, we have a minor league hockey team. I don't even know if you call them minor league or whatever you call Juniors. Them, but, uh, juniors, yeah. And that's, uh, that's, they're the Thunderbirds. And, yeah. And uh, and there's awesome fights in those games. People love going to those games. They're, they're pretty amazing. And so, there's, the, uh, there's another team called, oh, no, the Everett um, – Ah shit! I can't figure it out. But anyway, that shit's really fun. So do do so are the do the Thunderbirds like they're still playing right now? That now this is why like I even hesitated bringing it up because I'm the last person. I'm gonna say some wrong shit. I, no, I literally don't. I'm just asking because the best player on our on on the on the New York Islanders is from that team. So I just figured it would collapse when they left when he left because now he plays. Oh, <laughs> that was his junior team. So I was just. Oh, that's cool. I, I was didn't just know checking. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's wild. If they do still play after he left, which is, you know, I like, doubtful because he's so good. I'm sure the team collapsed. 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm being a jack yeah. right now. I apologize. I watched that 30 for 30 on the Islanders. That shit was super interesting. Spano. Oh, yeah. Kevin Connolly. team. Yeah. That's crazy, dude. I, I love that shit. But that, anyways, they, uh, they moved the team and then they moved it back. Is that right? Well, that's just, that's this year. So, or, well, this, that's just recently. So they, they, like I said, they play, they play at the Nassau Coliseum and then, um, they never ever updated it and it was a shithole and it was like a political nightmare and then they refused to update it. So to try and keep the team in New York and as close to the fan base as they could, they moved it to Brooklyn where the Brooklyn Nets play. Okay. And it was kind of like a square peg round hole situation because the fan base is on Long Island. It's like really, really hard to get to Brooklyn. The arena wasn't built for hockey, so half the seats couldn't be used. And Mm. it was just people weren't showing up to the games because it was too hard to get to. So they're like in the process of of building a new place on Long Island and moving back. And it's really funny because I'm making it sound like it's so far away. It's literally 15 minutes away from the old <laughs> arena, but it's just so it, – it's very difficult to get to. It's hard to explain. What's it going to be called? Do they know? Uh, well, it's being built next to where they run the Belmont Stakes. Okay. So right now it's just the Belmont. Sick. That sounds cool. Yeah, but I'm sure, like, somebody will buy the naming rights. Oh, yeah, some right, bank right. or something. Fucking Petco Arena. Yeah. <laughs> Some weird shit like that. So, Mikey, uh, let's get back to a little bit of uh, some music. Uh, I think you collected some fan questions for our boy here. What do you got? Yeah, so, you know, my question, I'm going to ask my question first. So, when all our Islander groups gather up and make the trek to Seattle to catch a game, first of all, you're coming with us, and we're going to convert you to a hockey fan. Second of all... What are the chances we can have a Gatsby's American Dream reunion show when we when we come out there? <laughs> oh my God, Slim! It's like none, Bobby man. and them. Is Bobby still in Seattle or is Bobby in New York? No, Bobby's in like Puyallup area. No, uh, even further out. I forget the little town. He bought a house with his wife out there, so he's around. Okay. Um. Anyways, that's just it's like forty five minutes away. Uh, Kirk is around. I just saw Kirk, our bass player. I just went and saw his band like a couple weeks ago. It was really cool to reconnect with him. He's doing great. Um, our drummer. Rudy. Yeah, what's Rudy up to? He's always a wild card. Rudy worked at Amazon for the last like eight and a half years. And literally that's like since the band stopped, he did that. Actually, Rudy, Rudy joined a counting cards team like through his church and went to Vegas with like bankrolls from other people. And what? uh <laughs> just like that movie 24 or whatever yeah 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 he was doing that shit for a little bit uh and then he got a job at amazon so <laughs> well yeah here i am calling a wild card and like literally he's counting cards <laughs> that's perfect yeah <laughs> <laughs> so you say slim to numb well i mean yeah because first of all we'd all have to get together and practice which is something we never did because we played so many shows we're always on tour so we never practiced uh, Bobby's works for the airline. He travels constantly. It's just honestly the aligning of everyone's schedule is oh, probably yeah, the yeah. hardest be, part. It'd be so tough. Uh, but that's always been on my bucket list, like to catch a Gatsby show in Seattle, because like 
I watched your DVD and your record release show just looked absolutely bonkers. Oh, that was a blast, man. Yeah, that was for Ribbons and Sugar. That was a, a fucking blast. Super fun. Yeah, so that's always been on my bucket list for sure. Right on, man. Hey, you should, uh, I don't know if you could, but you should try to talk to that dude from uh, from Propagandi. I know they're like the biggest hockey fan punk band out there. Really? Oh, dude. Do you ever listen to Propagandi? Propagandi? Um, no, I, I obviously I know who they are. I just, yeah. you know, I was never into like the, they're straight like punk, right? Pretty punk. The guitar work's super cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty straightforward punk. And yeah, they, they sing about hockey and shit, though. Uh, <laughs> really? Oh, like, We're the worst hockey just, podcast ever. <laughs> we don't even stage. This guy wears like uh, short cutoff shorts, uh, a hockey jersey and a backwards hat. And he's like super like he's like a big, strong, gay punk rocker. And we get it, hockey. dude. You're in a frat. Yeah, <laughs> it's <Yeah>. a joke. <laughs> <laughs> right on, man. My phone has 10 percent. <laughs> I just noticed that. Oh shit! Uh, All right. Okay. All good. We'll wrap, we'll wrap it up. It up. So, um, another question I had then. Uh, you know, you know, you mentioned Casey Bates and how he recorded a lot of your stuff and also the Portugal stuff. Uh, I know he also recorded the last Emerosa album. Did you get a chance to listen to their their new album that just came out today? Are you still into like this music scene, or you're kind of branched away from that? I'm, I am out. I, uh, I'm loving the new future record. Uh, I am like super concerned about what's going on with Lil Uzi Vert and if he is really going to retire. <laughs> uh, this is the shit I care about musically. You should. How do you feel about Cardi B's new, um, new single money? And as a follow up question, what's harder a brick wall or Cardi B's new single, Money. Ugh. Cardi B's new single is super hard. I love that, and I it's love the that hardest. video. Oh, oh. She, she had her baby. She had her baby right when we had our baby. So our baby's like the same age. And then in that video, she's breastfeeding the baby. It's like, oh, this is the coolest shit. <laughs> yeah. Things have things have changed. <laughs> things have yeah. changed for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, my baby's ca- crying in the car, and my wife throws on Cardi B, and she stops crying every time. I do the same thing for myself. Like, I'm crying <laughs> in the car, and then I throw on Cardi B, and then I stop crying. Yeah, hell yeah. Hell yeah, man. So, uh, Mike, you got anything else for you, bud? I just have a, a quick question. Um, one time I was rocking a Gatsby's American Dream hoodie and happened to run into Chris Caraba from Dashboard. Whoa, yeah, I'm in on this. All right, and he stopped me, and he goes, hey, man, I love that hoodie. I have that one, too. And I was just yeah. like, what? Like, is is Chris Caraba, like, do we have him on the record saying that he's a Gatsby's American Dream fan? Do we know if that's uh, that's legit? Never met the dude, don't know anybody who knows him. I... That is cool. I loved. I. I mean, fuck yeah, Dashboard Confessional. Let's go. That's cool. That's cool as shit. That's yeah, cool he 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 stopped me in upstate New York where I was going to college. Like, they played my my college's spring fling, and I ran into him at the bar after. And that's literally what he he stopped me of all things. Like, I should be stopping him, and he stopped me and and was like, "Hey man, I love that hoodie. I have that too." 
That reminds me of another story. We played in, uh, I think it was maybe like New Mexico or some, some random place. And, uh, and this guy, and he's like, yeah, Connor Oberst was here, you know, the bright eyes guy. And, and he was, and, and like, he was walking by like, and he, cause he just played there. And he's like, and he was singing your guys' song. I was like, what the fuck? And they're like, yeah, dude, like, dude, like, it's a huge Gatsby fan. He's like singing your song. I don't know if that was bullshit, but it was like, uh, I don't know. It just reminded me of that shit. Yeah. And and it's so funny because right before I started recording this podcast, my wife, who can still fit in it to it, fit in that hoodie because I can't. She was rocking <laughs> it. I was like, well, look at that. I was going to bring that hoodie up and she's rocking it. Perfect. You know, what's Nick, what's your what's your favorite like piece of band merch? So I own a I own a uh, clothing line. Oh, yeah. Uh, OK. Yeah. Yeah. So um, like just. Got into screen printing through going to shows and like basically living in front of merch, uh, uh, merch tables and stuff. And that's really like where I picked up like what I do and stuff. So I always like to ask like all the um, artists that we have on, like what, what was either your favorite merch that you guys sold or your favorite piece of merch that you owned or somebody sold? Like what, what are some things that's like stood out to you? Like what were some like good designs? Hmm. I, uh, well, I really like. I wear the Strawberry Girls. I'll drop that band's name again. I've been wearing this T-shirt. I got their show all the time. I like the just solid. It's 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 a, it's a black T-shirt with white print, and it's just simple. And I, I that's kind of what I like. Um, <clears throat> just the simplicity in the designs. There was a time there where people kind of went pattern crazy. Oh yeah. Uh, especially when we were and then you know you got the people doing like a fake gucci print type of shit it's just that shit's really corny and then like there's a lot of people a lot of bands are doing shirts with like sayings on them like get the fuck up or like just like some wacky dumb shit that went with an even worse haircut and so like the merch game got kind of kind of crazy but the good shit was like i had a pretty girls make graves t-shirt that was just Again, it was a black T-shirt, a white lettering. It had their logo and head and some a pair of headphones on it. Just simple, and uh, I love that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes simple is better. I I've always I was a sucker for a good like breakdown T-shirt because I was into a little bit more of the harder stuff going into it. So I I do I do like the sayings and stuff like that, but like nothing too overboard like that. I couldn't wear. Every, like everywhere <laughs> you know what i mean to me it just to me to me it felt like a live laugh love but like a scene version like oh in okay. the yeah, pit yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 like no had like nothing to do with anything they were singing they're just like right no clits in the pit like oh like, no yeah, yeah 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 shit like that i've yeah, never no, heard just, that one it's corny <laughs> yeah it's corny it's corny but uh yeah man um so I mean, thanks for uh, thanks for hanging out with us for a little bit. I know you gotta get back to being a pops. Um, yeah. It's snowing hardcore over there, like you told us. So those are I just like every time a car drives by, I can just envision it like just sliding down a hill. Dude, for sure. And like all the grocery stores are completely bare. Uh-huh. Uh, you can't you can't get gas anywhere. People are fucking freaking out. Really? It's awesome. So it's like Seattle not prepared for this. Do they not have like plows and stuff? Because that's okay, what happens is, down in Charlotte. So this is what's up is our, we're always teetering on freezing. So 32 degrees is freezing, right? So it gets cold at night and it snows. 
and then it warms up during the day and everything starts to melt and it gets wet and then it freezes overnight and the black ice every morning new black ice oh that's scary so it's kind of weird it, and like uh it's not really like a grid here like the topography is pretty like lots of different hills and side streets and shit so so it just makes for a kind of a disaster yeah that that the black ice man you can't mess with that no sir yeah man all right nick so we're gonna call a night man we'll get back in touch with you when they finally rename the team and we'll see how you feel about it dude i love it i'd love to come back on you thanks thanks so much man thank you again yeah nick thanks man appreciate it pan change like what goes on <laughs> yeah i just i love how we were able to make this relevant and i just wanted to really just have a conversation with nick but the the way that we tied in talking about the seattle expansion i think that makes sense and i know hockey fans are going to be circling that day and you know we were talking about how close seattle is to vancouver like i put it in my phone it's a three-hour drive so if you're not doing Seattle and then Vancouver, you're doing it wrong. Like those are two cool cities that you could cross off your list and catch a hockey game and it's it's manageable manageable to do that drive. So once they get the team, we're definitely doing Isles meetups in uh Seattle 100%. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, that was just a masterful boondoggle by our boy Mikey CLT because he just got to interview like basically his hero in the music industry and um the guy literally lives in a city that does not have a professional hockey team and we are a not an islander podcast we are a hockey podcast and interviewed somebody that doesn't have a hockey team in his town but but we weren't just doing it for Mikey. We actually got a lot of good information with the expansion coming up and what you can expect and and all that. And um, Mikey, I'm just busting your balls. I know. I know. He, uh, Nick was great. Nick was awesome. Um, his music is great. Uh, I I listened to a lot of it a lot when I was a lot younger. And then when we you know we could, when we locked down the interview, I started listening to him again and. Um, just remembered, like I said, that song that I used for a project, and I actually did do very well on it. I wasn't lying to him. But, um, you know, just from a um, sports standpoint, I thought it was super interesting, and I actually thought about this too, like um, whether or not Seattle is really actually excited for hockey to come to their town professionally. Like I gotta, I, I have to think that they are hoping that it brings – basketball there and, and forces the NBA back to Seattle. That was such a beloved team. And he's right, man. And I remember when they left, like they had so much potential and, 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 and it just got dropped out from underneath them. And, you know, we've been on the verge of that happening to us, you know, on Long Island. So I could kind of, Got real close to that feeling, but yeah, I, I'm excited for the team to get there. Um, 
And um, yeah, I don't love the team name Sockeyes. Got to be honest with you. Yeah, the, the it's it's tough because the Portland Timbers, like I I think Seattle Timbers would be kind of a cool name, but like Portland Timbers already took it, and then like you know the the Mariners, that's a pretty solid name, and that's already taken. So like, yeah, like I'm just like thinking of team names like. I don't there's there there's there's nothing like so nickname specific like that where it's like a sockeye you don't know what a sockeye is unless you're from Seattle. You know, it's obviously it's a fish and they're big for fish because of the fish market. We talked about it. Listen to the pod. But uh yeah, I just like sockeye just doesn't like it's just a we it's it's cool, but not for a professional team like even Vegas going with the Golden Knights, like I thought that was like pretty masterfully done. I thought it was a little boring at first, but then there's they did so well with it. Um, yeah, and they incorporated they incorporated that into their whole like experience. the The way they have like their pregame performance, it it, it definitely. Uh, well, just even the fact that they're not called the Las Vegas, you know golden nights like that that they dropped the loss from it just because they knew like people that live in vegas call it vegas they don't call it las vegas you know like just the branding and marketing that goes behind i'm a sucker for good branding and marketing too just um coming up with like a theme or, or something to build around and build a foundation around it's like you know seattle Kraken, like that's it, it's it's really cool there's a lot you could do with it but like I, I, at the same time, it's like it doesn't sound it doesn't sound great. Everyone really everyone really wants the the alliteration. Yeah, and and he brought he brought up the Seattle totems. I don't know if that really flows either, but I I think like the design aspect would be cool. Like the way he was even saying how his high school had you know just awesome jerseys and they really uh, incorporated that into everything. That is there are there a Seattle Sounders? Is that a team? Yeah, yeah, there is a Seattle Sounders. That's the MLS team. Right, okay. All right, yeah, never mind. Yeah, and, okay. you know, I, I think it's, like, I, I definitely like the fact that you brought up the Sounders in the interview because I looked it up. They get, like, 40,000-plus for every single MLS game. 40,000-plus, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah, they're, they like, really they're adopt. Gonna sell out, they're going to sell out every single game. Yeah, they really adopt the um, the off the the not so uh, commercialized. Yeah, and hipsters and whatnot and love. Hot. I mean, even so like what? you know, it's the birth of grudge music and grunge and like what is that? But just spitting in the face of everything corporate. So like, you know, hockey probably being the you know one two probably being like the fourth best biggest sport in this country like i could see them really rallying behind that and really really adopting the team and doing a really good job i spoke about it with my cousin the other day and like being somebody that kind of like has built a business around the branding of 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 hockey and sports what i noticed the most is teams excuse me team um the, the nhl like is trying to change right but their problem to me is that they're just they don't have enough fans to be able to lose some fans you get what i'm saying so they can't 
they can't be as bold as they probably need to be when it comes to some of the marketing and expansion and some of the things that they want to do because for fear of losing what they already have. So, and what they already have is just so rooted in tradition and, um, and, and, and old time values. They don't want to see anything change. And it's, it's, it's almost crippling to a point. So picking up a, a place like Seattle, where, like you said, Amazon is out there and there's, there's a good young, um, hungry base there for, for, for something a little untraditional. Maybe they'll have more, you know, more success out in the West doing, you know, with a younger crowd that, that, that won't, you know, be so, um, handcuffed to the past, you know, maybe something could be a little more bold and, and, and work better there. Yeah. And, and, and I know that the people of, uh, Seattle are complaining about the traffic and whatnot, but for someone who is traveling to see their team play, you want the arena to be in downtown. You don't want to be doing, you know, parking and and any of that. You, you want to get a hotel in the city and you want to just walk around the city while you're there and make it into a mini vacation. Like, you know, Nashville, their, their arena is right square in the middle. No one's driving. Yeah, DC, like those are the the best experiences. But then like on the other end, they try in like Ottawa and in Raleigh, they tried to put their arenas kind of on the outskirts. And I feel Nassau like Coliseum. That, yeah. You know, but that's yes. Long, Long Island. It's it's a little different, but I mean I it's think, close, but it's still not like it's not accessible like some of these downtown places that you're talking about. I mean, I'm lucky. That's like, okay, I kind of see why you hesitated now. I mean, yeah, you're 50 minutes away, so it it it's not. But, you know, like, dude, it's tough. Like, it's not, and I hate to say it, but it's not the 70s and the 80s, man. Like, people are not drinking and driving. No, no, no chance. And, like, and, and, now, that, now that you bring that up, now I kind of agree with you because if you are – a fan of another team, you're probably like the Nassau Coliseum is the worst place to go see a game. What are you going to do? I mean, like there's stuff to do, but like there's stuff to do for me. Yeah. What are they going to do? It's very, and that Marriott is not cheap. That Marriott is not cheap. Oh no, they just redid it. It's definitely not cheap, but you know, like it's great to hear that they're excited about, um, the possibility of a team there. I can't see it not working. I mean, like you're looking at Phoenix right now and you're just like, shit, man, get it together. And I don't want to say anything because we're having our own issues as of late, but you know, Seattle is cool. Seattle's definitely cool. Um, whatever the name's going to be, I hope it's a nautical theme. I'm a sucker for nautical themed things. Yeah, I, that would be cool. Um, I'm just real excited about Seattle and and what Vegas did. That got everyone kind of realizing that expansion can work in our in our league. And now everything's even. Even Stevens, all the conferences are going to be even after this. So, I I will definitely be going to a game. And like I said, I'll be turning and converting Nick into a hockey fan because this is the greatest sport. You'll ever find. 
Yeah, I hope Nick doesn't listen to this because I'm about to say something, right? But like, they're gonna have to suck, right? No, there's Dude. no, there's no way that the NHL is gonna luck out again and get the second expansion team that they've had to be as lucky as the first one. I, I think with some of these, I think with some of these crazy contracts that people have been getting, I think that might benefit them. Yeah, I because because right. some teams are going to want to unload some of these contracts that they gave to people, for example, Andrew Ladd. And in order to unload these contracts, they're going to have to give like Seattle a first round pick or, you know, a prospect. And that's what happened with Vegas. They took on some kind of junk from other teams and turned that into, you know, a team that's got a, a deep system, got some prospects already. And. Now they're going out and getting some good, you know, free agent names. And, you know, Seattle's a hot place to live. Not not many people are going to be like, oh, don't trade me to Seattle. Like, people would want to live in Seattle. My, my wife recently traveled there for work. And the pictures she sent me, you know, from downtown Seattle would take your breath away. Really? Dude, it's, it's gorgeous. It's absolutely a gorgeous city. Extremely moist city. Dude, you know, weather's weather. Well, I'm saying that now as I'm living in Charlotte, North Carolina, where it's beautiful like all the time. But yeah, you son of a bitch. That's why I was laughing when you said it. But I also live five years in SUNY Cortland, and that place sucks. Like, you know, at least if there's cool shit to do in Seattle, and, you know, a lot of tours stop in Seattle. So there's always going to be some solid music scene there. And they got a bunch of spe- professional sports teams. So, slam dunk. I'm so pumped. Hockey podcast. Slam I know, but, but Nick's, Nick's a basketball guy. So, that's for you, Nick. All right. Good spin zone. That was good. <laughs> Dude, I'm the master of spinning. I, I spin this hockey podcast into somehow incorporating Gatsby's American Dream just because I wanted to. Yeah, boondoggle boy. Yeah, when you were pitching it to me, I was like, I don't want to tell him that interviewing somebody in a city that doesn't currently have a team isn't a hockey podcast. But I'm just going to let him do it because he's super excited about this. And you were right. It actually worked out, jokes aside. It was awesome. I was super pumped about it after we were done. Um yeah, just I was happy with it. So, speaking of being happy and pumped about stuff, what do we got going on, Mikey? What what do we got? What are we gonna sell to the people before we get out of here, dude? You dropped a bomb on me on the Isle Seat podcast, by the way, because I had no idea that you and Mikey Carver were teaming up and gonna have this epic tailgate for the Pajama Boy return. Money that moves. was yeah, dude. Keeping secrets from your boy. Um. Yeah, so you like worked alongside Yes Men Outfitters for quite some time now. I'm a fly by the seat of my pants operation. Um, so I probably didn't even know all the stuff. Like, it's crazy. I'm, I'm going to be honest with, right, with you right now. Like, life is crazy because I'm in that mode I've never, ever been in. Like, prior to me being a small business owner, I used to come up with great ideas and then I just would never go out and really try and execute on them. And now like 
since I've succeeded on so many of, of the stuff that I've, you know, pitched to myself. Now it's like I got four different projects going and I'm trying to wrap them up. And most, most of the time is spent worrying that it's not going to work out. And then suddenly it's like one domino falls and they all fall. So that day I got the approval from Umberto's for, uh, for free pizza. We always have Oyster Bay Brewing. Um, uh, we, f- we figured out logistically how to get the, um, offside tavern food over there. And, um, yeah, uh, it just kind of all came together and Mikey was, um, texted me that day to say, Hey, yeah, I'm good to go. And I'll be able to, to broadcast out of the tent. And I said, all right, cool. He's like, what do you want me to say? And I was like, all right, this, 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 he's like, bro, why don't I just give you a spot? Cause I'm not going to be able to say it as well as you i was like all right cool no doubt uh so for those of you who don't know what i'm talking about but there's no way that uh bar down breakdown gets more listener listening listenership than ilc podcast uh 228 tail hate is what i'm calling it uh we got our normal yeah 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 i'm a master of rhythm and rhyme we got uh we got the keg coming from oyster bay brewing company as always they hook us up i mean i can't i'm gonna thank them on every single podcast that we record uh you know we have offside tavern generously donating us uh some food to go with your beer and then uh we also have um umberto's pizzeria which is uh basically uh, one of the more famous pizzerias on long island in new york they ship pizza to uh the giants for away games i mean um super duper excited they're gonna give me a bunch of pies to um, give out uh, at the tailgate and then uh, Mikey like I said Mikey Carver is going to be doing a live um, recording of ILC podcast from the mob scene um, it's going to be crazy I'm kind of like we're like do I have to get security like how uh, does it, we're just gonna like I don't really think I, I thought because I, 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 yeah. you two are you two are kind of big names right now that you're going to be swarmed. Like, how is he going to be po- like, how is it going to be where he can actually have it quiet enough for him to film his podcast? People are just going to want to walk up to him. Oh, yeah. No. Well, I'm not really talking about me. I'm talking about him because he's going to be. Yeah, here, that's like, what I mean. He's going to be on Instagram live and we're going to be putting him under a tent that we're serving free beer out of from the corner and blasting Kit Rock's Bob with the bot in the other corner. Like, I'm not sure acoustically. How that's gonna work out? Hey, but I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be tuning in, so I don't care as long as you're not playing Kid Rock, though. I don't know if I'm gonna tune in then. You are, Michael. You look me you're, dead in the eyes right now. Are you, are you a Kid Rock guy? And you don't. And you don't tell me. You're gonna sit there and you're gonna tell me that Kid Rock's "Ba with the Ba" doesn't get your dick so hard. No chance. Uh, yeah, I. T- you know what? We were we had a great thing going here, and you just killed it. It's done, <laughs> dude. Just to keep this going, I'll pretend that that is a banger. But you know what is a banger right now? What? The new fucking Emerosa album, dude. I can't tell enough people about this album. You're pushing was, it on me, uh, dude. I was driving to work today at five thirty a.m., blasting this album, blasting it. It <sighs> is the best album i've heard in a very very long time really see dude i 
I haven't been this excited about new music probably since the summer. Like with the the real friends drop, the state champs drop. Like those were two solid, solid records that I'm still listening to. But this Amorosa album is so different than anything they've ever done before. And Bradley is the king of pop. Like their lead singer Bradley is meant for this. This is what he should have been doing his whole career because this works. And I wish them the the most success on this album because I'm going to be listening to it for a very long time. Well, there you have it. And uh, Mikey does not disappoint when it comes to um, music recommendations. I've, I've, I've pretty much added just about every single band that I haven't heard of through you onto my playlist because I've liked them all. And uh, that's why we have a podcast. So, Mikey, I've sold my uh, my event. Uh, you got anything to sell? And besides Amorosa, uh, by the time this comes out, my my event will have come and gone. But I'm gonna be planning my my March meetup, and you know that will probably be the last one of the regular season. But I'm I'm cooking up some things for the the nearer future you know the way this team keeps going and uh it's gonna be which big. team is that uh not on their podcast my friend okay so you <laughs> are talking about the new york islanders <laughs> yeah so i'm i'm setting stuff up now because i just want it to be the best you know event that we've had and uh also what i want to pitch is our boy mike you know, overseas defending our country oh, right shout now. shout out Mike. Yeah, how yeah. how could we not? Shout out Mike. Yeah, so, you know, Mike came to our November meetup right before he was uh, deployed, and he he really touched me. His, his whole story and how, you know, coming to one of our meetups really was doing wonders for his mental, you know, aspect at just getting out there and being with other Islander fans before he had to go overseas that – I was like, you know what, man, we need to do something special for this guy because I was almost in tears and like my best friend from Long Island was there and he was he was moved to. So we all the meetup families and uh, Oyster Bay Bruin and Offside, we all like we all chipped in and we made sure that we got him a Robin Leonard jersey and had the team sign it for him and sent him a nice little care package to just say we're thinking of him and. Thank you for defending our country and for, you know, I, I don't want to say exactly how many deployments he's been on, but he's been on many and, you know, he, he still does it for our country and, you know, he's, he's a bleed blue and orange. So, you know, I'm glad he finally got it because we shipped it a long time ago and I was watching the tracking number go all over the country. I was like, this is never getting to him, yeah. but he finally got it. And it meant the world to him. He sent me a nice message. So shout out to Mike. Uh, can't wait for you to get home. And hopefully you get home in time for some playoff hockey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out, Mike. I mean, that was awesome. Um, and when we bought it for him, like, Leonard was on the come up. He wasn't even really, like, front page news yet, too, you know. So that was dope that we got him a Laner jersey. And by the time it gets to him, you know, got kids to cock it a walk. You know, you know, and so that was so cool. It was great timing, and 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 the message he sent us was like just awesome. I was so so excited and and honored to be a part of 
um, you know, making the guy's day just for a day, you know, I, it's so important. Um, and it, mean, it meant a lot to me. So, you know, thank you. Thank you so much for allowing me to be a part of that. And, um, yeah, I think it's a good time to end it. And, and shout out to, uh, to Mikey. And, yeah. Yeah. Right. Have, a, have a good night, man. Have a good night. All right. Later. She wrote me a letter from the